Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Welcome back to our study of the book of Proverbs, and we're in chapter 2, verses 5 and 6 today, hopefully. And let's begin reading with verse 1. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice. And he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you. All right, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word. And thank you for Christ who has reconciled us to you. For the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit to give us a new heart and a new mind. Father, we live in, in troubled times and behind enemy lines. And with each passing generation, Lord, it seems that so many are pulling farther and farther away from you. Lord, we know that there can be no peace. There can be no goodness apart from you. And so I pray for the young people who are listening to this video. And I pray, dear God, for them. Oh, God that first of all, they would be secure in Christ, that they would grow in their love for him, that you would increase their, their reverence, their fear of the Lord. Lord, that they would be just your people, wholly committed unto you. Lord, please, please help them. Please strengthen them. And please use this study now, Lord, for the glory of your Son, for the good of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, uh, let's begin. If you remember in verses 1 through 4, we have the admonition to seek wisdom. And I mean to seek it with all our heart, to seek it as treasure, to cry for it, to search for it. And we also discovered that... Uh, we are to do that in the scriptures. Now, in verse 5 and 6, we have the promises of God. Now, remember I have told you that if you're believing things and trusting in things that God has not promised in his word, that's presumption. But if he has promised things in his word and you're not believing them, that is the sin of unbelief. And it is also something of an attack on the character of God. I want you to see 
that God is faithful and that he has given us many precious promises in the word and uh, we can believe them. We can expect them to be fulfilled. And in this case, we can expect for God to give wisdom to the young person who seeks for it. Now, seeks for it in truth. <laughs> That's not putting a Bible under your pillow at night and expecting it to seep through into your brain and your heart. But it's actually opening the Bible and studying God's Word, going to church, listening to the sermons, taking notes, uh, speaking with more mature believers, mother and father, about the Word of God. That's the way we grow, and it does take effort. Now let's look at the first promise in verse 5. Then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. What does it mean to discern something? It, it kind of has the idea of being able to see through it, to perceive what it really is, to weigh it in a scale and determine the quality of it. Or maybe it's uh, making a decision between two or more things. For example, let's say that you come to the end of a path and there's three different uh, divisions, three separate paths you can take. It's discerning the right one morally. It's, it's being able to weigh in a balance. Is this good or is this evil? Is it pleasing to God? Is it the best? You see, because not, not everything that is good is what we ought to be doing. We shouldn't just seek for the good. We should seek for what is best. And so the book of Proverbs promises that if we study the book of Proverbs, we will grow in our ability to determine uh, with wisdom the quality of things. Now here, specifically, it's talking about uh, the fear of the Lord. It's the ability to look at thoughts and actions and attitudes and then determine, does this truly demonstrate reverence and respect for God or does it not? You see, this is very, very important because there, there has been a long history of people who have, I believe, sincerely sought to please God but they have done so not according to the word of god and it always turns out bad and we have examples of that for example in the book of judges it's found in chapter 17 verse 6 and in chapter 21 25 an identical statement it says this in those days there was no king in israel every man did what was right in some eyes now it doesn't say that they didn't listen to the word of god it says there was no king so how do we apply this? Well, in, in a perfect case scenario, the king of Israel was supposed to be appointed by God. And according to the book of Deuteronomy, he was to rule and discern only according to the word of God. He wasn't to make up his own laws. He was to submit his entire kingdom to what is written. And what it's simply saying here, since there was no biblical authority, Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And we can apply it this way. If you're not going to study the scriptures, if you're not going to submit to the scriptures, then you're going to be doing what is right in your own eyes. And that is a very dangerous thing. That's the mark of the book of Judges. And if you've read the book of Judges, and hopefully you have, you know that it was a very, very uh, sad time in the history of Israel, and also a very dangerous time very immoral time because everyone simply did what was right in their own eyes. We see that today in nations 
But sadly, we also see it in churches where people are doing that which seems best for them. But one of the first steps in growing in Christ and gaining wisdom is to rec recognize that we are not a source. We are not a source of truth, nor should we be our own authority. But we should submit our lives to the word of God. Now, he says that if you will seek for wisdom, then you will learn how to discern those things which demonstrate true reverence to God. But not only that, it says you will discover knowledge, the knowledge of God. Now, young people, you've heard me say this time and time again. There is nothing, nothing more important on this planet than you growing in your knowledge, not just of the will of God, but primarily of the person of God, his character. You see, if I know a person's character, I can know much about what they would want and what they would not want. In the same way, if you know that God is holy, you know the choices you make ought to be holy choices. If you know that God is King of kings and Lord of lords, then you know that it is your obligation to submit to him. So look at what we have here. Proverbs promises us that if we will seek for it, we will earn, we will gain the ability to know that which pleases God. And we will know God. The most important person in history, the most important person in the cosmos, we will know him and know how to respond accordingly to him. And, and let me just read you a few texts that we've read before, but I just want to use them as a reminder to you. Jeremiah 9, 24. Thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom and let not a mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things. Most men seek for worldly wisdom, don't they? Or fame, or strength, power, riches. That's what most people are looking for. But I pray that you will be different, that you will seek to grow. In knowing him, the one who died for you, and rose again from the dead. Now, Daniel 11.32, By smooth words he will turn to godlessness those who act wickedly toward the covenant, but the people who know their God will display strength and take action. Here it's talking about <clears throat> possibly a person who already lived in, in history. Some think it's talking about a, a latter-day antichrist, but what we do know is it's talking about a very wicked man who comes against the people of God. And look what we see here. <coughs> it says, by smooth words, he will use words. He will tell lies and he will deceive many people. But the people who know their God, you see that? The people who know their God will not only avoid the deception, but they will even display strength and take action. They will continue carrying out the will of God, even in the midst of evil times. What is the key? Well, I've seen this in every strong believer, both in history and who's alive today. Those who know God, they know his attributes, they know his character. They're able to trust in him. Now, that's a promise. Those who seek 
for wisdom will find it. Now let's go on. And I want us to look at verses, verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. What do we know about this? I mean, what is this telling us? That God is the source of all knowledge regarding him. He is the source. Do you see that? Now, I want you to look at, at, at some things here. It says, from his mouth come knowledge, understanding. Okay. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I want you to look for a moment. I'm going to draw some lines here. They shouldn't be drawn very hard because all these three words are very, very similar and, and they, they, they kind of relate to one another very directly. But knowledge is, is, is the facts, the facts about reality. What is true? You have to know that. You can't start off with opinions or rhetoric or arguments or anything else you have to begin with what are the facts and in this case what are the facts about god we learn that from the word of god and god is willing to give that to us so it's it's knowledge and then he talks about understanding it's the ability to take all those different facts and put them in a put them together with with harmony and with, without contradiction. You know, like I've taught you before, if you interpret one passage of Scripture in a way that contradicts another passage of Scripture, there's a few possibilities. One is, you're wrong in one interpretation and right in the other, or you're wrong in both, but you can't be right in both because the Bible doesn't contradict. It's the same way with all knowledge. That not only must we know the facts, but we, we need to be able to put them together in a way that is non-contradictory, in which all the facts work together in harmony. And then he talks about wisdom. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to take all this and to apply it correctly, to live it out, to explain it, to expound it, but, but most importantly, to apply it in our own lives. And that, that's what the Bible promises here. Now he says, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. What I want you to see, and we're going to see this in verse 7, is that God is not only the source of wisdom, but God delights in giving wisdom. He doesn't hoard it. You don't have to have several different mysterious keys. You don't have to knock down countless doors. God is willing to give wisdom to those who seek it. Now, I've said that God is the source of wisdom, but how do we draw on that source? Well, I want you to hold your place for just a moment, and I want you to go to Matthew chapter 4. And I want you to see a text that, that has a lot to do with what we're looking at right now. Matthew chapter 4. And verse 4, Jesus is being tempted by the devil, and he responds to the devil's temptation with Scripture. And he says this, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that's what we have here in Proverbs. If you look closely, just, just look at that for a moment. He says this, 
Verse 6, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Now, Jesus says the same thing over here in Matthew 4. Verse 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What are we talking about here? We're talking about scripture. Um, I had a friend come to see me just a few minutes ago, and he was talking about how we grow in Christ, how we grow in maturity. And he kind of said, laughingly, isn't it amazing? It really comes down to two primary things that very few people want to do. One of them is the study of God's word, and the other is devotion to prayer. But, but young person, listen to me. There's no way around it. If you want wisdom, if you want the knowledge of God, then you have to seek him in the way that he has prescribed. And that is through the word of God and prayer. Now, when I say word of God, I am meaning your personal study time. There's no substitute for that. But I want you to also see that God has determined that we all be a part of a local church that we sit under godly elders who have devoted themselves, hopefully, to the study of God's word and prayer. We also need to be in a local church to be with other believers so that it's kind of like iron sharpening iron. But know this, God is the source of wisdom, but that source is primarily through the study of his word and also prayer. Now, in, in chapter 2, verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And then 7, He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Now, we are told in verse 4 that we need to seek for wisdom like treasure. It says, And search for her as for hidden treasures. Verse 4. But the same idea we're finding again in verse 7, that the Lord stores up, the word there is literally, the Lord treasures sound wisdom for the upright. It's like the Lord is doing this, okay? He loves you so much that, now this is just a limited illustration, but it's like he is storing up wisdom to give to you. And his storehouse is infinitely great. He treasures wisdom. And he's storing it up for you. And how do you receive it? By seeking it. And how do you seek it? Through the word of God. Now, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. You say, well, you know, is he saying he only stores up wisdom for the super spiritual? No, that's not what he's saying. The upright are those who walk, who seek to walk in integrity, who, who fear the Lord who lament or are sad when they do not fear the Lord enough, who seek to obey the Lord and who are broken and they find themselves in disobedience. It's the people who are not perfect, but who believe God and sincerely want to know him and sincerely want to carry out his will. And it's the people that when they fail, they're broken and they cling to grace and they run back to God. That's what it's talking about here. Now, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Again, young person, I want you to, I want you to have a balance here. Um, 
God is not going to bless the rebellious. Those who live in just outward rebellion to him or in apathy or simply don't care. Yet at the same time, I want you to see, there are some of you young people out there who are devoted to Christ and, and you want to follow him and you want to be better and you want to be more obedient, but you look in the mirror of God's word and you see so many flaws and you say, this can't be applying to me. It is. To walk in integrity is to believe God, to seek to do God's will, and again, to be broken and repentant when we fail. And so to this person, God promises to give wisdom. He's up there storing up greater and greater heaps of wisdom to give it to you, but also he promises to be a shield to you and to protect you. Now we're going to see in later studies something very, very important. How does he shield us? There are two ways. One are acts of providence in which God literally intervenes to protect us. And that can happen, and it does. But primarily his means of being our shield is teaching us wisdom so that we ourselves know how to avoid the pitfalls and the dangers that are found in this world. All right. Well, God bless you. We made it through verses 5 through 7. And uh, just this one thing I want you to see. It is God's disposition. It's his desire. It's his joy to give you wisdom. So the problem's not on his end. He's not some old miser who doesn't want to give you anything. The problem is on our end. We do not seek as we ought. We're not diligent as we ought to be. But that can change. I hope and pray that there are many of you who will so far surpass me in the knowledge of God and wisdom and be for the glory of Christ. Well, until we do our next study, God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.